Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. I know we are at our, uh, not our customary time here. Normally we'd be on a Friday night, but uh, here we are on a Saturday night and we have uh, my boy Zeeshawn, uh my boy Admiral, uh, Antoine on our Instagram live stream, but... You know, I want to thank you guys so much for being patient with me. Um, I'll get into it as to why we are uh, recording today on a Saturday, but I'm just so happy to be here. And um, this whole week has been a, has been one of rejuvenation for me. And you know, to 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 see where the week started and, and to see where things have ended up, I just can't wait to get on the show here and kind of tell you guys about my week, man. Um, a lot of times, you know. On certain episodes, we come on and you know I talk about some of the sports that's happened, and you know just just different events that that's happened and transpired within sports. But I think the uh, the big thing that I want to get across this week, and that I definitely want to talk to you guys about, has just been a lot of, uh, of self reflection and a lot of things that have happened with my own life um, through this past week. And I think that you know if I can share you know a little bit of those experiences and. You know some of those feelings that I've gotten from you know what I've had, what I've what I've done throughout this week. You know, I think it'll be um, very beneficial for all my viewers out there. Uh, shout out to my boy Justin McPhail on Facebook Live. But um, you know everyone out there that continues to tune into this episodes, uh, the news shows, and everything as far as merchandise and supporting with the show. You guys are the reason why we are over 18,000 downloads, man. Um, we're closing on that 20,000 uh, download mark. And I was so happy to tell my friends uh, that was just on the last episode, Three-Headed Monster. Shout out to Reese, Theo, and Jeff. But they went platinum in, um, in, in just one week, man. Over 100 downloads in one week. So, you know, apparently what we're putting out there is... Uh, you know, not only consistent, but it's hot and people want to hear it. So I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in, whether you're on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, YouTube, Spotify, you name it. We got it. And, um, yeah, my boy says, Barry, be crushing. Thank you, bro. And honestly, like, you know, this week was a week where I absolutely fucking crushed it. And, you know, I, I just couldn't wait again to tell you guys about, you know, what's transpired over this week. And... You know, real quick, uh, the reason why we're actually um, recording on a Saturday as opposed to a Friday night is because of the fact that, you know, for the one time, um, a lot of people know me as a very hardworking person, um, even throughout losing my uh, my full-time job uh, because of the pandemic. You know, I had, you know, my friend Tim who helped me out, and I've been working feverishly with him at the at the sweatshop. And, you know, just with different grinds as far as with the Catmaster B and without this uh, talk that talk show as well, too. So, you know, I've had multiple endeavors and my hand in a bunch of different pots out there. But, um, you know, one of the things that I told myself and when I was working with that nonprofit and a lot of times when you're, you're giving so much time and you're investing so much into, um, you know, someone else and to, to building someone else's brand or building their company, it's like, 
you know, when you have work, you're spending eight to 10 hours of that time devoting it to someone else and not even to build it for yourself. And sure, you can, you know, try and ride the ladder within that place. But, you know, a lot of times, again, our, our time is spent giving it and, and, and trying to build other people rather than ourselves. And, and I think what also gets lost, and I've talked to this before, is just, you know, that self-happiness and, you know, those things to try and make yourself happy as well. And, you know, I think that that oftentimes can get lost because, you know, for me, for about what five, six years I was at that nonprofit, you know, my time was spent, you know, trying to, to move up the chain, you know, busting my ass, you know, doing the extra hours and stuff. And realistically, what, um, you know, the, the, the uh, pandemic really showed me was that, you know, you could spend all that time and still be so expendable. So I bring this all to say that, you know, throughout the summer and throughout uh, grinding to try and get myself to where I want to be. Um, I was, you know, in a position now where, you know, I'll be starting a job, you know, in September with a, a school that I used to work with back in the, in, in the previous years. But, you know, I hadn't gotten to that point without all the hard work with continuously updating the resume, continuing to go out there and do my uh, alternate endeavors and stuff. And, you know, through doing all of that, um, it, it can get a little tiring and we're human beings and it can be tiring to go out there constantly grinding, trying to get it out the mud. And that's why it was important for me. And, and one of the things that I had set up way months in advance was I was that I was going to go on a vacation and it was probably the first vacation I'd taken in maybe a, at least four or five years since when I went to Houston, man. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, in my previous time, you know, from working so hard, you know, I definitely deserved a, a chance to just go out there and just do whatever the hell I wanted to do. And, you know, I ha hadn't been to Myrtle Beach, you know, since in over 10 years since I was a you know, freshman in college. So, you know, decided on going on to Myrtle Beach and it wound up being one of the best times. Um, you know, I didn't fly. You know, I wound up driving, shot the dock. Um it was a, it was a nine and a half hour drive and, you know, it wasn't exactly the easiest, you know, there'd be points in the drive where, you know, you're seeing absolutely nothing and you're trying to stay awake and you might be veering a little bit, but, you know, to, to finally get down there, we left at like, you know, eight thirty at night and got down there and it was like four, five forty five, six a.m. in the morning. And, you know, the, just the air is different down there, man, just being down in South Carolina. And um, it, it was just an amazing experience, guys. And, you know, just to, to be on the beach. Then once we got into the resort, the resort was absolutely gorgeous. You know, we had pools down there. Um, you know, the beach was right there as well, too. You had the tiki bar. Pretty much anything that I wanted to have, you know, I could have done, you know, and you know, I wound up setting up for myself two, uh, two golf rounds, so I got to play it. I think it's um, Barefoot Resort Golf Course, beautiful golf course, and, um, you know, it was the first time, you know, when you're in Jersey, you know, we're so used to playing Raritan Landing. We're so used to playing, um, you know, Rutgers University course, uh, Pinchbrook, all those different uh, Jersey courses. 
But the crazy thing and the biggest difference, you know, with them is just, you know, the variety of what they bring or the amenities that I was afforded down in South Carolina. I mean, the golf courts have, I mean, the golf carts had GPS on them. So you, you drive your golf cart right next to the ball and it showed you how far away you were from the hole. Uh, it showed you drive distance. I mean, there's so many times where you hit the fuck out of the ball and you tell God, damn. How, how far did I drive that shit? Literally, you just hit a button and it was like right there. Um, they had Bluetooth speakers in the in the uh, the golf cart. Um, the greens were absolutely beautiful. Um, you know the the background, the scenery, and you know a lot of the stuff that my dad says he enjoys about golf. You know is highly accentuated down there in South Carolina and you know just to be able to golf a couple rounds, and then come right back and, and be on the beach by noon. You know, it, it was, you know, my vacation that I was so happy with. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, we get caught up in, you know, trying to, you know, fit so much into a vacation and you want to do this and that and that and this and your vacation isn't fulfilled unless you do this and that. But, you know, I really just enjoyed the fact of just being on the beach, being in the pool having no set agenda and just, you know, catching some rays, man. I know I look a little bit darker here, but, um, you know, that vitamin D was very, um, influential for me because, you know, I just felt so rejuvenated. I, you know, I was able to get, you know, I think someone shout out my Ron John shirt. Um, it's one of those big stores down South that it's like, when you go down there, you got to get yourself a Ron John shirt unless were you down South. So, to be able also to not only be in a position to go on vacation, but also to bring back something for the whole fam. You know, everybody got a T-shirt. You know, all my family got one. Even my sister and her boyfriend. You know, um, you know, it's like when you're in certain positions to not only go on vacation, but also to uh, make other people that, you know, are close to you happy and give them a piece of your vacation. You know, that's what it's all about and, you know, how... You know, I've grown over the years and especially um, the, the the purposefulness of a vacation. You know, I think that, you know, oftentimes, you know, like we said, like I just said before, it's like when you're trying to cram so much, but it's like so refreshing to just, you know, just take a step back and just appreciate it and just live in the moment. You know, I was just so happy to bring uh, Wet Willie's cups that we usually bring from Atlantic City just to get like a little deal so we didn't have to... Uh, you know, pay the full down there at Wet Willies. And it's like little shit like that that just really brought together the entire um, trip. I saw someone, Zeeshawn, said, how's the food? Yo, the food was absolutely phenomenal out there. Uh, it was. It sucked because uh, we went to this one spot called Paula Dean's, and my mom, did. she told me later, she's like, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to go there. She used the N-word. So it's like I'm eating this chicken. I'm like, damn. You know, she keep making some chicken like this. <laughs> Maybe I could forgive her. But um, it was some good food. Um, we also had this other place called the Chesapeake House. It was it was really good. I think a lot of times we go places, first thing they give you is bread. And, and I saw a meme about it before. It's like, you know, the biggest mistake people uh, make is you just constantly eating up all the appetizers and you're, you're chomping down that that you miss out on the food. Let me tell you, this place gave us cinnamon rolls and hush puppies to start. And, you know, you're not really used to that up north, man. So to be able to have those types of uh, dishes and uh, as appetizers. Then we got these huge 
jumbo crab cakes that were phenomenal as you have fucking snapping turtles like in the lake next to you while you're eating again it was just a different experience man and you know it just made my you know the overall you know how can i said overall experience of not being home you know what i'm saying like i think the the one thing they always say is like you know, you, you can never be afraid to go place because you can always find your way back home. And, you know, I think that to be out there in that South Carolina air and doing a bunch of different shit, like going on a Ferris wheel. How many times do I go on a Ferris wheel? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, doing those different things and 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 not exactly overexerting it. And I think that that's what is able to have you come back from vacation so rejuvenated because I know personally when I was... Um, you know, setting up and trying to put things away and break down so we can go back, you know, it, it was definitely a sad feeling. But at the same time, you know, I was making so many moves while I was out there, you know, back on the home front that you know, I felt like I had a lot of unfinished business to do. And, um, you know, again, I felt so recharged. And one of the things that I had to come back for, which is what I definitely want to get into, was, you know, I made a status, right? And I made a Facebook status. I was like, damn, do I have to come home? Because I had already extended the vacation a day. And I was like, man, I don't, I really don't want to come back, man. But, you know, I, you know, you have responsibilities on the home front that you have to take care of, especially with this Talk That Talk show. But, um, you know, one of the big responsibilities is that, you know, I'm one of the members of the DIY bowling team. Shout out to all my uh, DIY fam out there. DIY standing for do it yourself. But um, we had a big tournament today and this was like the closing tournament for UBA. You know, all of your major UBA teams on the East Coast from, you know, Carolina all the way up to, you know, Connecticut or Vermont or whatever. All your big time teams are there. And, you know, the, the tournament was in Delaware at 8 a.m. And, you know, I decided to leave. We left South Carolina around like, it was like maybe 7.30, 8 o'clock. And just, just powered down there, man. And, you know, wound up getting to the bowling alley at around 3 a.m. And, you know, my thinking was I didn't want to drive all the way back to Jersey just to have to drive back to Delaware for this tournament. So, you know, in the most team apropos way you can do it. And uh, I don't know, maybe they'll make a 30 for 30 on this uh, down the road. But, you know, I slept in the car, man. You know, we slept right in the car in the parking lot at the at the bowling alley. Um, you know, got, got my sleep. By the time I woke up, it was like 7 a.m., ready to get, get going. And... Um, it, you know, for most people, they would be like, oh, you know, you're, you're crazy, man. What are you doing? You know, you should have just went home. But again, talk about responsibilities. And it's like, if you if you're going to go on vacation, you still got to be able to go through it and, and handle your business, man. And one of the things that, uh, you know, we had was this big time battle bowl tournament. And, you know, I think of myself as one of the leaders on the team, you know, Chris, you know, asked me to do the, uh, you know, the, 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 I guess you want to say motivational speech beforehand. And, you know, that's not something I take lightly, man, you know, and dead ass, you know, from sleeping in the parking lot to, um, you know, going in there into the bowling alley, mind you all season, this was a struggle, man. Um, 
you know, coming straight out of COVID, you know, I, I wasn't bowling in three, four leagues like I was previously. And anybody knows it, like, especially when you play a video game, if you haven't played in a while, if you, if you don't continue to play, you know, that people are going to go past you and, and you're going to be rusty. And I think that all season from not having the same reps that I had last season before the pandemic, you know, it was it was a struggle for me. You know, I you know, I came at the highest part of the season, uh, you know, before the stoppage, and I was a two oh two average and you know, my average was down to I think it was like one ninety four or one ninety five in some of the leagues this season and I hadn't had a seven hundred series yet. So you know, I have talked about it on previous episodes before about, you know, just trying to continue to make it through, continue to push through and, and, and break through those boundaries and, and try and show yourself what you can do. And that goal was something I had for myself in, in getting a 700. And, you know, you go, you practice and, you know, you go to different leagues and, you know, I've missed 10 pins to miss the 700. Um, I've, I've split in the 10th frame and, you know, above all, I've had opportunities to get that 700, and I, I have been the main reason why I stopped myself from doing that. And today, in a situation where I'm straight off vacation, coming straight from South Carolina, and, you know, you get there, and you know your team needs you, and I slept in the fucking parking lot just so that I wouldn't miss that tournament because I knew my team needed me. And it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made because when I tell you, First game coming in, shot like a 175. Um, I had to gut that one out because I missed a 10 pin, came in high, and I wound up shooting the rest of that game clean. But, you know, I left some cheese on the table. You know, when you're in brackets, you don't get a second chance at that first game, you know. So um, I was a little upset. But in previous times, when I don't have that good first game, you know, it can snowball. You could go from having that shitty first game to now you're shooting potentially a 508. Do we know who that is, Rob Bradley Jr.? Not you, but we won't say names. But, um, you know, if you don't, you know, put a, put your, you know, get a handle on things, you know, then you're not going to be able to go through, man. And that second game, I, I had a, I think I had, I hit the pocket, but it was kind of light. And I left an eight, you know, it was like an eight, and then I spared it. And then after that, I just boom, boom, boom. I just couldn't miss, man, and, and wound up shooting a 290. So I struck out and then wound up shooting, I think, two, three straight strikes in the next game. So I had 14 straight strikes. Jimmy Cowback, shout out to Jimmy, said, you always show up for your team. Thank you so much, Jimmy. And I take pride in that because, you know, you could bowl with anybody. And I bowl with people that are, you know, terrible teammates and that you know don't really want you to exceed and are negative but you know I just felt just so much confidence bowling with the team that I had shout out to my DIY fam again but you know to shoot that 290 and then some people are you know in in past I could have been so content with that I'd be like yo I shot 290 I'm good bro let me go to the bar but now I stayed locked in man because I knew in the back of my mind, I've shot 290 before. You know, when you got guys like, and, and I and I, I never say this, but there's a guy in our Tuesday night league. His name's Joe Navarro. I call him Joe Dynamite. But this guy, you know, you know, I, 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 I like to celebrate. Don't get me wrong. I love celebrating. If I strike, I love showing you I did that shit. But then it was a couple, you know, weeks ago where this guy Joe comes up, shoots 300, 
doesn't even sign his paper to get it sanctioned. Doesn't even want a ring or nothing. He's just like, I'll get it next time, whatever. Next week he comes out, shoots 300 again. Wins the money. He's like, ah, you know, I don't need it, you know, whatever. So it was like, damn, when you get to that level, it's like people aren't celebrating. It's like, you know, you, you're expected to do that, right? So, you know, when I shot that 290, I was so happy. But at the same time, I was locked in because I was like, damn. I still got more work to do. I, I think I could still got a shot at this. And it came out, you know, two, third game. I think I had a, a, a split or something, and it could have derailed what I thought I wanted to have. But I just kept going, man, and having fun. And I think it went back to the motivational speech that we said at the beginning of the, the tournament where it's like, you know, this isn't rocket science. This is just bowling. And I know I'm saying this just in reference to bowling, but this can go in reference to anything competitive that you're doing. I feel like us as human beings, we have the tendency to overcomplicate things. And I think today was a highlight of just from being out in the sun in South Carolina, from having not a fucking care in the world to just coming out into the bowling lanes and just having a free mind, you know, just going out there and just being free and having no pressure in the world and proving to not only myself but to my teammates that I do belong here and that just, you know, just if you don't believe me, just watch. See what's going to happen. And I went out there that last game, shot 240, I think it was 242 to, to finish with a 707 series for my first 700, not only of the season, but first 700 in tournament play. So, you know, when it comes down to trying to get the bag and when it comes down to, um, and I think back to a, a doubles tournament that I did with Angie. Shout out to Angie Burns. But we had a doubles tournament, and the last time I was there, you know, I left some cheese on the table, man. You know, I felt like I didn't put my best performance out there. And that's the worst feeling when you don't exactly do your best and the person that you're bowling with has stepped it up and, and you feel like you're the reason why you guys didn't do shit, right? So I had that in the back of my mind on top of all the things that, you know, all these personal goals that I've had for what I've been trying to accomplish all season to culminate to then getting that, man, it was like the most exhilarating feeling ever, man. And, and to have my teammates there celebrating with me and, and uplifting me. Uh, and then we went to go eat afterwards. You know, again, it was, it brought that whole team camaraderie. Uh, my boy Rob was such a great sport. He missed a five pin. I didn't powder him, though. Everybody else powdered him, but I couldn't powder my boy. But again, it just all comes to the, the entirety of I could have missed all of that had I not taking the opportunity to, to, to sleep in the parking lot and, and to get what I deserved and to go get that 700 series, man. And that's something that I know, what's his name, Hawk said, that's a story in 20 years you will talk about and remember. It really is, man, because I've shot 700 before. My dad, I think I shot four, four or five times I shot 700. My dad was like, you know, you know, I've gotten a 290 trophy before. You should try and get that trophy or whatever, and... You know, for me, you know, I've shot 290 before and, you know, the ultimate goal for me, it's almost like that Joe Navarro where it's like, you know, I'm happy with the 290. It's cool. I'm good with the 700. But, you know, my next goal is to get that ring on my finger, man. I want that 300 ring. I got my brother's got one. My dad's got one. And I remember, you know, my dad had texted me and he said, well, what's next? Whatever, because I shot the 700. And I guess he was saying, you know, what's next with the tournament? But, you know, I truly, you know, took those words and I said, you know, I, I think those three, the 300 is next, man, because, you know, the work is being put in, 
you know, going to different bowling alleys and trying different things out. Um, those are the things that make you a better bowler. And, you know, when it comes down to it, just taking bowling out of the equation to try and relate to the rest of the viewers out there, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to go out there and do, if you really want it, you go out there and get it subconsciously, man. And it's like, you know, for those things that you truly don't want, you're not going to put forth that genuine effort at 100% sacrifice, you know. You know, I sacrifice time, um, energy, sleep to go out there and compete at a high level and to reap the benefits of that reward, you know, it's, it's not only motivating, but it's validating, you know what I'm saying? It validates all the, the, the effort, all the practice, all the self-doubt, all the confidence, everything that you've jumbled up into one, it's that validating factor when you're able to go out there and do what it is that you say you want to do. And, and then motivate other people to do it too, man. You know, it's like I saw Jihad absolutely annihilate when he's seen, you know, us at the top continuing to strike. I saw Chris, you know, it was almost like someone put like a gem in his body and just infused him, you know, it, you know, what you do, you don't know what it can do for the next person as well, too, man. And, you know, I think that the big thing that I definitely wanted to talk about with this rejuvenation also is that, you know, from having that goal of getting that 700, you know, we talk again about what's next. You know, I'm coming into next week. Where we only got three three weeks left in the season. You know, my brother's depending on me to, to deliver so we can go from eighth place, hopefully, to top five. You know, I got teammates on my on my team Wednesday that are looking to me, say, hey, you were on vacation and we lost first place. You know, what the fuck are we going to do next? So, you know, I, I'm coming out rejuvenated, ready to come uh, and, and tear some doors down. Um, I got a, definitely a new mentality. And, you know, I think that, you know, when you are trying for something for so long, it's so and you get that it's so easy to, to dismiss you know what's next with that and you know I, I definitely have some clear and defined goals you know along with shout out to my boy Kenny Lou um a lot of stuff outside of sports as well too you know the cat master b has been booming we got a lot of people that have been uh, hitting me up for assists. i was able to have my dad sub in for me a pro image and uh ecap city and he was able to do some drops for me so you know, even on vacation, we were still out there making moves. But it brings me back to my point of, you know, I had to come back. Even though I didn't want to come back, I had to because I had some things that I had to handle on the home front. You know, we got the Catmaster B restock. I'm going to have some shirts restocked on Monday. Can't wait to sh share those with you guys. We're going to have a new version of the shirt as well. Stay tuned because me and Kenny Lou got some things in the works as well, too. Can't wait to get started with him on that. And... You know, talk that talk show. You know, the pre-orders for the shorts will be in. So if you pre-ordered shorts with me, those will be going and getting shipped out this week. So, you know, like I said, I got a lot of shit on the plate, man. And, you know, this this vacation for me was so important because now I feel so recharged and ready to handle my responsibilities. And, you know, one thing that I definitely want to talk about um, when it comes down to this and I, and I want to relate it to sports just real quick. But, you know, a lot of people have been blasting Dennis Schroeder. And they were saying about how this guy was so, you know, he's so ridiculous. And he gave up $84 million. Uh, And here's the thing, you know. I was one of those people where I was like, yo, this guy is stupid. You know, when you have $84 million 
on the table and you say, uh, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself. You know, sometimes that's going to, you know, that's going to work for you. And, you know, in my, you know, in my time in bowling, you know, I've always been a proponent of, you know, put the money out there, you know, I'll make the money back, but, you know, you got to be able to bet on yourself. And we had a situation where Dennis Schroeder bet on himself and cost himself $80 million. He's going to be set, you know, signed for less than $10 million. But at the end of the day, I have a shit ton of respect for Dennis Schroeder, and you should too because at the end of the day, not many people are going to bet on themselves. I have people that are in the bowling alley every day wearing Rolex watches, you know, flashier, you know, flashing the wad of cash, but are scared to put $5 in for a mystery pot. You know, I see people that are afraid to lose their money, but at the same time aren't ready to invest in themselves or aren't willing to bet on themselves. And there are times where that mystery pot score comes and you hear, oh, shit. If I would have got in, I would have won the money. Well, guess what? You're an asshole because you didn't bet on yourself and you didn't give yourself a chance. So at the end of the day, as much as I want to ridicule and I want to bust Dennis Schroeder for you know betting on himself, you got to give the guy credit because not many people out there are going to bet on themselves. And did Dennis Schroeder get what he wanted? Who knows? You know, was it the money that he wanted? But who's to say that Dennis Schroeder wasn't entirely out there for the money? Maybe he wanted a better scenario. Maybe he truly thought the Celtics would get him in a better championship caliber pace. Who knows? That's just for uh, Dennis Schroeder to know. But what we can't do, and and uh, the same thing has happened to Victor Oladipo, where he turned down a, a big, massive contract in Indiana and, you know, we blasted for him because he, he signed for veterans minimum on Miami. But, you know, the point of the matter is you can't knock someone for betting on themselves. They might not win, but at the end of the day, at least they have the confidence to bet on themselves. And more oftentimes than not, when you give yourself the opportunity and when you bet on yourself, you're going to come out on the, the right end of the spectrum. Shout out to Benzie Brims who's celebrating a birthday. Big birthday shout out to him. But, um, you know, my advice to everyone else out there, you know, even though I shot that 290 game, you know, I put all my money in the bracket. So everybody was pissed at me because I would have won a high game pot, but I wasn't confident in myself to entirely to put it into that pot. That wasn't a pot that I normally put in. But after today, you know, I'm, I think I will be putting into that pot and I'm not going to make that mistake again to where, you know, if I had that opportunity, I'm going to give myself that opportunity and I'm going to bet on myself because at the end of the day, I would rather bet on myself than lose than go out there and shoot a 290 and not have anything to show for it, right? So again, everybody out there, don't be afraid to bet on yourself and don't knock anybody else for betting on themselves because too many people are fucking afraid to do it, man. And, yo, I thank you guys so much for coming out here and, and, and just being supportive with me and, and, and sharing this time with me and this vision, this Talk That Talk show. Um, I love every single one of you guys, man. Terrence, uh, Jono, Sean P. Kelly, you know, you guys have been tuning in and continuing to, to stay with me and sh share with other people what this show is all about. And, you know, it means the world to me, guys. You know, a lot of people have been uh, commenting on this hat. This is actually a sports world brim. First time I actually wore it, man. You know, it's crazy when you have, you know, hats in the vault and you're like, 
oh shit, this one still has a sticker on. I never wore this one, so you know I was able to bring this one out. But before I get off the air, I definitely do want to share some hats with you guys here that I did pick up as Catmaster B. Even though I was on vacation, we were still able to cop some hats. Now, I wasn't able to show these hats before because they weren't released yet. So now that they're released, I definitely am excited to show with you guys some of the things that I pop, uh, that I got. But shout out to my boy Kenny. Yo, this hat was absolutely fire. Um, this is the hat that I, that I shot the 700 in. Um, it just got released, I think, today. This is the Castlevania hat inspired um it's a chicago white Sox hat it's got the purple under visor with the red outline the copper patch here stitched in batterman you know this is definitely something i haven't seen before and they did this as a part of a video game pack and again my fits continues to push the boundaries and really you know showcase themselves and set themselves apart in terms of their creativity and what it is that they're trying to bring i mean I've seen this script hats done so many times, but to see it done with like a Castlevania theme to it and bring back to light a game that we haven't played in over 20 years. I mean, guys, they're on a the next level with that. So thank you so much, because with, if I didn't have this hat, I might not have shot 700. So I love that Castlevania hat. But yo, guys, this is the sleeper pick from the My Fitted's pack, man. I'm telling you. This hat right here is going to get so much play for me on my head. Yo, this is the Mets Neon Genesis Evangelion hat. This was modeled after an anime, guys. I had to do my research because I had never even heard of the anime before. But here we have the differences that you got to believe patch. It looks so good, man, when you see it in the light. And it pops with you have this blue accented with the red. But... For most people, what do you think that this this brim would be, right? You would think, oh, they're gonna match it with the with the logo. Yeah, they're gonna do it, match it with the patch. Guys, they came with the olive underbrim, yo. I don't know anybody else that's coming with an olive underbrim on a blue hat. Oh my god. Yo, this hat right here, I'm telling you, this is the sleeper hat from that pack from my fittings with the uh the uh, video game anime pack. This one right here is going to get so much play for me, bro. I promise you. You got to believe. And then while I was out, like I said, on vacation. Oh, here they are. While I was out on vacation, I was on the beach chilling. And I was able to score a hat from Hat Club. You know, got to put out some love for the Hat Club. Even though, you know, I, I'm a big MyFitness guy. But this one right here, this one was dope. And you might look at it and say, oh, that's just a regular Mets hat. But here we have... The green undervisors. You always need a good green. I remember green undervisors when I used to play minor, uh, Little League Baseball, man. All of our undervisors are green. So that's what gives it that classic look. Then we have the no battering on the back. Last time we saw that was on the no batterman pinky. But here, look at this patch. We got the world 1969 World Champions, the Amazing Mets patch. This guy's right here. This is going to get some field play for me. If I go to, uh, you know, the city field or just watch a Mets game, you can definitely bet I might be rocking this hat for sure, man. This gives me that classic, you know, vibes, man, especially on a summer night with the no batterman. But this one right here, this is the final one. I had my dad go to ECAP City. Shout out to ECAP City. 
I'll have my pins dropping with them. We're gonna have we have a collab working with Ecap City. Shout out to my boy Coopac. Um, he's been putting out some some heat over there, repping Jersey over Ecap City. We're gonna have the uh, the pin collaboration coming very very soon. So please stay tuned for that. But what he did here, guys. We are not going to be seeing these for too much longer. We know that Cleveland changed their name to the Guardians. So this is one to be the last Wahoos that you might see. Here we have, we call it Wahoo because obviously it's Chief Wahoo with the red face. It's banned now because of the Native Americans. We can see with the exploitations. If you don't know why, look at someone that has a Caucasians t-shirt in the same, uh, I guess, uh, print. And you'll see why it's a little offensive. But... This one right here, we have the stadium patch here. I think it's the All-Star Game 1954 Cleveland Indians patch with the Wahoo on the side. Uh, this this patch really pops, man. And, and especially if you see with some of these other hats right here that we've seen, they just have the patch on this side with the new era flag on the other one. On this hat right here, guys, the thing that they've done differently is they put the American League patch on this side as opposed to the new era flag and i think that that gives it a little bit you know something different that we haven't seen before you know um you have the stitched in batterman in the back with the nice gray under visor but as a mets fan you know as somebody that is a fan of baseball and you know that the wahoo is going away if you guys do get a chance to get any type of wahoo hats you should definitely try and snag your your hands on some because these are not going to be around for too long so those are my cops for the week, man. And, you know, that about does it here for the Talk That Talk show, guys. Um, not going to be doing a beer review. Uh, you know, thank you so much for being patient. I drank absolutely way entirely too much. Too much wet willies. Uh, too much seltzers. Too much beers. Too much buckets. Too much frozen drinks. Whatever you want to say. Uh, I I'm pooped, guys. I can't drink anymore. I promise you what I got in this red solo cup is water, guys. There's not too many times you're going to hear Barry Beer say he don't want a beer. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate you guys so much for tuning into this Talk That Talk show. Um, I love you guys so much. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Savion Gaynor over at Skydive Socks. Um, that guy is so awesome. I love him. And, uh, you know, he's helping, you know, put out some really dope designs with the Catmaster B shirts. Um, he's been a, a driving force as far as being a creative partner, being someone that helps me to stay creative. So big shout out to Savion over there. Also want to give a big shout out to um, Joe Snow Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom daily. Also want to give a big shout out to my boy Jeff Galata over at Air We Are. He's recovering beautifully. Uh, he's doing. He's in great spirits. I'm happy to hear that. And yo, if you need anything air conditioning and heating wise, please hit him up. Uh, Groovy says nobody, nobody me on my way to buy a Wahoo. <laughs> You need to get one, man, before they, they go away. Uh, Timmy Hugel is our last sponsor. He just says, talk that talk. I want to give a big shout out to him because, you know, even though I was on vacation, you know, he was still giving me updates saying, hey, you know, the stickers are coming in here. Yo, uh, the shirts will be done here. We got the shorts. So, you know, when you have someone there that, you know, truly believes in you and, and wants your best interest at heart, you know, that's what makes a sponsor a sponsor and not only a sponsor, but a friend, man. I think that, 
you know, Tim was somebody that, you know, just started as just bowling guys and just people that I bowl with. And he's just a dude. But, you know, from there, you know, just from having experiences with him and having productive experiences and having, um, you know, made such quality things and, you know, seeing our, how our relationship has, you know, kind of been built over these years, you know, I, I, I can proudly call him one of my friends, you know, and, uh, you know, it goes a long way because, you know, when you have someone, like I say, is to me that is so influential in, um, you know, trying to, you know, create positive progress with you and and is there along the way you know to to help build that with you you know it's something that you you can't be underappreciated so tim once again i appreciate you so much can't wait to get started and, and distributing this merchandise on monday and yo i feel so rejuvenated i feel recharged i'm ready to go and uh <laughs> tim goes i'm a dude you're a dude <laughs> this guy this guy's <laughs> Oh, that's from Good Burger, man. Oh, Tim, you are hilarious, man. Do I have to go to the sweatshop on Monday? Do I have to see this? Do I got to spend my time with this guy? <laughs> but nah, I appreciate him so much. I love you all. Thank you so much to, to everybody that continues to tune in on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on our website, talkthattalkshow.com. Uh, shout out to Billy Hoyle who posted his picture. Um, you know, one of the best Call of Duty players we know. Guys, if you have your Talk That Talk Show merchandise, post your picture so I can throw you up on the website, all right? Um, we got a lot of people. We got a whole mass of people that, that have created this following and has created this wave to make this, you know, an actual movement. You don't just get to 18,000 downloads from nothing, man. Numbers don't lie. And, you know, what the numbers say is that you guys love this show and that I ain't going to, you know, regardless of whether I have vacation, regardless of whether I extended vacation, regardless of whether I slept in a parking lot to go to, to, to a bowling tournament, regardless of whether I competed in that bowling tournament, regardless of all the responsibilities that go on in my life, the one responsibility you know that I'm going to adhere to and that I'm always going to follow through with is I'm going to have this talk that talk show. So thank you for for uh you know being patient with me you know thank you for tuning in here on a saturday night i love you all and yo i'll see you here next week love you so much <laughs>